Hey there, and welcome to the United Church Podcast. We are a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love. We are striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you enjoyed this week's homily. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's all take a breath. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We're talking about who this God of peace is, and last week we talked about what an external peace looked like what it meant for us to be agents of peace, following after this God of peace, and what it meant for us to interact with the world around us, to actually be actively engaged in creating and being a part of peace around us. And This week, I want to shift inward a little bit and talk about what does it mean to experience this God of peace internally and for ourselves. One of the things that I have been struck with over the past couple of weeks uh, it, it really surprised me when I, when I learned about this was Dr. King, when he, was, when he was killed, when he was assassinated, when he was murdered, when they did an autopsy on his body, they found that a 39-year-old man had the heart of a 60-year-old, that the amount of stress and the amount of, of pressure that was placed upon his life had affected him physically in such a way that his heart was almost twice his age. And it makes me think a little bit about this God of peace, that there is this peace that passes all understanding, that that sits itself down on us, that we can experience and be a part of that kind of peace. And so we have been doing interactive readings this morning, and I wanted to lead us in another interactive reading as well, a a communal reading. And so uh, Kent Williams is going to put it up on the screen and I'll be the reader, and you are the together. Some of us come with hearts dashed by disappointment. Some of us are exhausted from conflict. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Some of us come hardened by bitterness. Some of us are haunted by failures. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Some of us feel defeated and without answers. Some of us are stubborn and refuse to surrender. Some of us need to say sorry to another. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, amen. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want to believe that, right? I want to believe that, that Jesus offers us this place this space of peace, this place and this space of rest. I want to believe that. But ultimately, 
man, I'm not sure I do. Oftentimes, I, I find myself exhausted and tired and run down and worn out. And honestly, like, exhaustion and burnout are not new things for me. I don't think anyone here has not experienced exhaustion in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's been physically, you're physically tired, you're physically exhausted, or relationally. You're at wit's end with someone in your family, or with a coworker, or with a friend. You find yourself just at a wit's end, and you can't find any semblance of peace, and you're, you're drained completely from a relational standpoint. Or mentally, you're just tired. Like, you just can't think about the things that there are to think about anymore. It has affected your mental status. You, you, you walk around in a fog day in and day out. Emotionally, your heart is heavy from the things that are swirling around in this world or the things that are going on in our own personal lives. We're just exhausted and wiped out and tired and then spiritually, we're wiped out as well. All of the gauges in our lives are completely finding themselves at this empty space and not only are we exhausted but we're teetering on this brink of of burnout i've been there i know what that's like i know what it's like to lay in bed day in and day out for weeks on end because i just can't get out of bed because i'm so utterly tired so utterly exhausted And I hear this promise of Jesus, come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I wonder if it's true. I stumbled across uh, this quote by Wendell Berry, who is this beautiful farmer who says that being old-fashioned is not bad, that actually we need to recover this old-fashionedness. And he says, the tractor can work at maximum speed hour after hour without tiring. There's no longer a reason to remember the shady spots where it was good to stop and rest. With the, with the advent of the Industrial Revolution, with the advent of machinery and mechanics and all of these things that have supposedly come around to make our lives better, we've attempted to conform more towards machinery to believe that our bodies and our minds and our our spirits, our emotions can go at 100 miles an hour all the time and never need any rest whatsoever. But Wendell Berry comes along, this man who lives in Kentucky on a farm, who gardens and watches the seasons come and go and finds rest day in and day out, reminding us that we are not the machines that we think we are that we're actually people in need of this rest, in need of this peace, in need of this quiet that Jesus offers us. Come to me, ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11. Of course, I'm quoting from the King James because that's how I memorized it as a kid. Come to me, You who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's take a breath. 
Jesus said this in a season of exhaustion. Jesus said this in a season of frustration. In a season where John the Baptist, his cousin, the man who was supposed to to carve out the way for him, sent disciples to Jesus just before that to say, are you really who you say you are? Are you really this Messiah that we've been expecting? That John, who is now in prison because of you, because he was following you and because he was preaching about this kingdom and because he was leading the way for you, are you really who you say you are? Because we need a sign. John, John in prison over there, your cousin, your family needs a sign. Jesus, in this moment of, like, output, where he's giving everything that he has to the world around him, has his own family question him, and his own family's followers question him, and place this undue burden, this undue pressure on him. And he says, come to me. Come to me. Also before that, it wasn't just his cousin and his followers who were saying, like, are you really this guy? But villages and towns that Jesus was going through had started to reject him and started to reject his message, pushing against it to say, ah, we don't like this. We don't think that you are who you say that you are and the the trouble that you're bringing around. As As the religious leaders and authorities are starting to push back on who it is that you say that you are, You can just move along now. Jesus found himself in this great season of output where there was no fruit, where there was nothing coming back in any way, shape, or form, and yet he kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And to his disciples, who certainly felt the frustration, who certainly felt the questions boiling up in their minds, this Jesus told us to come and follow him. This Jesus who is this great rabbi and this great teacher has told us to come and follow him. We just gave up our livelihoods for this dude. They can feel the pressure mounting, pushing down. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. In the midst of all this frustration, Jesus says, keep coming to me. In the midst of all of the things that are going on in this world around us, the pushback that we're facing, left and right, lean into this. Lean into me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. But what is rest? What does that mean? When I faced the greatest burnout of my life, it was just about five years ago, I literally laid in bed in a vegetative state. I could not move. I could not get up. I could not get out. It was vegetation. I was like a plant trying to grow in the sun but there was no sun. It was exhausting. Vegetation wasn't rest for me. And in that season of wondering and trying to press into Jesus who said, come to me, 
I stumbled across this quote by the theologian Jürgen Moltmann. And Moltmann said this, coming to rest needs practice. It has to be learnt. Peace doesn't come of its own accord and is not just a matter of doing nothing and vegetating. Rest is doing the things that you've never been able to do because you've been too busy. Rest is not just sleep. Rest is not just laying around, vegetating on the couch, watching West Wing over and over and over on Netflix. <laughs> rest is more, well, I mean, it's good, but rest is more than that. That is vegetation. That's planting ourselves on a couch as opposed to planting ourselves in the world around us, experiencing what life is and what it is that God has created for us to enjoy and to experience. Rest is stepping out of that space and doing the things that we say no to. It's doing the things we say no to because, because we don't have time for it in another way. That's rest. That's what Jesus offers us. That's the space that Jesus sets us active in to step out and to experience and to enjoy the life that is around us. And in the midst of that, in the midst of experiencing those things, life is poured into us. Peace is poured into us because we get to experience the things that we never get to experience on a normal day because we're always so active that we never take time for ourselves to retreat with others or on our own. The things that we want. The activist James Baldwin uh, in, in uh, a pretty amazing book, No Name in the Street, said this. He said, in America, I was free only in battle, never free to rest. And he who finds no way to rest cannot long survive the battle. Baldwin was an activist during the civil rights movement in the 60s and 70s. He died in 1984. And Baldwin was constantly active and engaged in the civil rights movement, left and right. However, what I think he highlights in this book and what I think he highlights in a lot of things is that the culture that surrounds us, the culture that we're engaged in, not only here in Seattle, but, but mainly here in America, is an, it's an active culture that says you are what you produce. You are what you do. And if you're not doing something productive, you have no worth, you have no value, you're not important anymore to the cog and the wheel that is this country, that is this economy. Baldwin said that basically everything that we are doing is a constant struggle and a constant battle, and it's only in that battle that we're defining who we are. Instead of stepping away from that battle to experience this peace, this rest, where we truly find our identity, where we truly find who it is that we are. Come to me. Come to me, ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
It's Jesus opening up his arms and saying, come into this space with me of rest and of peace. And in that space, not only will you find rest, not only will you find peace, but you will find who you are. You don't find your value. You don't find your worth. You don't find your identity and your work. But you find it resting wholly in this Jesus, in this space. The the Jewish people practice Shabbat, Sabbath, where every Friday night at sundown begins the season of rest. And it continues until sundown on Saturday. What's beautiful about it is that in the Jewish religion and in, in, in Judaism, the, the day begins, the actual day begins at night. We begin our day in the morning. But in the Jewish religion, the day begins at night. That's how their calendar works. The day begins at night. And the reason why, according to Abraham Joshua Heschel in his book, The Sabbath, as he outlines and talks about Sabbath rest, the reason why is because we sleep first. As a people, our job is to sleep first and rest knowing that God is working first. And that when we wake up in the morning, The day is half over. And our job as a people is to join what God has been doing while we rest. And then we go, we finish our day, and we go back to sleep to start a new day. Rest is to be our first posture, the first thing that we do in the day because it is there that we know that God is already at work doing things greater than we could ever imagine. And when we wake up, we get a new opportunity to join in what he is already doing. It's not our job, it's not our work to create new way, but to join in what the Holy Spirit, what God has been doing already. The rabbi Edward Mailer said that the verb Shabbat the verb Sabbath, it's actually a verb. It's not a, it's not a noun. It doesn't describe something. It's, it's an active thing, but it doesn't mean to rest. The Sabbath doesn't mean to rest. He says it means to be complete. That the space that we are supposed to inhabit and rest is where we find our completeness, where we find our wholeness, where we find that when we come to Jesus in that space, in that mode, in that place, that in rest, we find peace. Because in this space, we come to know. We come to understand. We come to feel deep within our soul, deep within our being, that we are enough. That you are enough. I am enough that the person that God created is enough and he is going to do everything else. This is the God of peace. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest because God does not expect us to do it all. He just wants us to join with him.
to be with him in rest and in peace in the spaces around us. The prayer that we prayed at the beginning, I want to I do that again. And perhaps maybe as we read through it again this time, exact same thing, maybe it'll spark something new and something different as we think through what it means to be a people of peace, but as we sit and press in and lean in to this God of peace that is Jesus. So let's pray again. Some of us come with hearts dashed by disappointment. Some of us are exhausted from conflict. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Some of us come hardened by bitterness. Some of us are haunted by failures. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Some of us feel defeated and without answers. Some of us are stubborn and refuse to surrender. Some of us need to say sorry to another. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. Throughout the course of the week, I just want to challenge you to find a space, to find a space of peace where you're literally leaning in. The UnitedChurch.Live, the liturgies that are there, go back to that page and perhaps utilize the poetry that is there, the scripture that is intermingled through that. Just sit somewhere and sit on a park bench during lunch. Take one lunch this week to just be by yourself with God in this space and literally lean into that. Sit there and pray through it. Read through it. Perhaps this creates a new rhythm in life, a new rhythm or a new space to where you get to press in to that peace that God offers us to come, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and find rest. Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you for the peace that he gives. We thank you for the peace that we may find in him. And Father, we are sorry that we don't take him up on that offer more often, but instead attempt to do it all on our own, to be our own man or our own woman. Father, forgive us of that. And may we lean into your peace. May we lean into your space and find rest. Father, it's in your son's name that we pray all of these things. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's homily. If you're in Seattle, we'd love for you to join us on Sundays at noon at 1316 3rd Avenue West in Queen Anne. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.